Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of How Have You Not Seen? I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your co-host, Caroline Thompson. (laughs) This is a movie podcast where every week one of us brings one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. We go and watch the movie. Then we talk about it some more. It's gonna be a good time. Okay, Caroline, let's get into it. How Have You Not Seen? Memories of Murder. Um, I am a bad American white person. Mm, Same, same. And I suck at watching good films from, I struggle, I struggle to watch all the good films that come out in America because I have to watch dumb bullshit like, uh, like whatever Marvel's putting out or Top Gun mm. Maverick or whatever, which actually Top Gun Maverick actually like, kind of fucks. Have you seen that yet? I've not seen it yet. I got it. I got it. Okay. I gotta it's, I mean, it's like incredible. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, I, I, I rewatched the first Top Gun at work last week, actually. So I'm mm-hmm. like ready to go. Yeah. I, uh, I am rounding out my best picture nominees and I watched Top Gun Maverick the other day and I was like, this film is only, uh, <laughs> it, it, it the only thing that rivals its stupidity is its sheer, just absolute, like, like just incredible spectacle. Yeah, we love to hear um, that. But you know, like, uh, I I don't watch enough uh, American films uh, that are good, and because of that, I also uh, don't. Uh, I I'm not. A film really has to break through, uh, from yeah from another part of the world, especially in a in a foreign language. Which is uh, 100% uh, fault of my own. Very shameful on my part. Very shameful on my part. Hmm. I mean, same here. I, I have m- much the same. I will say you have one up on me because the dumb bullshit you're watching is a cool Tom Cruise movie. Meanwhile, I spent two hours today watching uh, season three of Love is Blind after the altar, which is not Love is Blind, but is a two episode long Love is Blind after show following the cast members of love is blind oh, like nine yeah, months after amazing. the show it's, that is that is that is the only that is ugh, every day we 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 stray farther from the grace of god but <laughs> watching that brings us considerably closer oh yeah oh yeah it was, it was great it was really really good I had to catch up on all the stuff that uh oh god who are the people in love is blind um oh cole and zeneb had to catch up on them mm. they were getting into it I mean, Alexa and Brennan still going strong. Incredible. Cannot wait for the next season. What a show. They're doing, did you know they're doing a Netflix reality dating show where it's all the people that were kicked off the other Netflix reality dating shows all together? It's like real world meets road rules. I think you told me this. Yeah, it's <laughs> no joke. I mean, the new fucking the new fucking Marvel movie comes out in a week and I am like, 10 times more excited to see uh, fucking the new Netflix show that I am any of the stuff that's going on with Ant-Man. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that being said, uh, what do you know about Memories of Murder? I know that it is a 2003 film directed by Bong Joon-ho. These are both correct facts. That is quite literally it. Okay. That's that's good. I'm into that. This is a good one to go in blind to. Uh, yes. Do you know? Okay. Can you take a guy? Uh, maybe one thing you know. Could you take a guess as to who the principal actor in this movie is. I am assuming, well, I'm assuming because you think there's any chance that I would get it. It's probably, it's probably somebody from one of the bongs that I have seen. 
is it is it the same and and i am blanking on his name and i should but yeah. is it the 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 dad from parasite yep song kang ho yeah okay yeah um yeah okay uh yeah I, that was just a total guess but because he's in a lot of bongs yeah movies, he's right no piercer yeah he's yeah he's great he's he's so good um okay great okay well that's good if that is all you know we're just gonna move right into the game this week because we gotta get to watching this fucking movie it's so cool um so we're gonna be playing favorite and title letterboxed game uh for those of you at home who have not played this game with us before i have gone on the uh movie based social media website letterboxed uh which collects user submitted reviews of every movie um people rate those movies on a one half to five star scale. I have gone and found three, either one half or one star reviews for three different movies. I'm going to read them to Caroline. She is going to have to guess which one of those reviews is a review for the movie we're talking about today, Memories of Murder. If she can guess the other two movies, bonus points. Hell yeah. Are you, are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Review number one. One half star. Fuck you, letterboxed film students. This was genuinely awful. Maybe artsy social dramas aren't for me. Or were you all blinded by the fact this was, this is in all capital letters, Korean? Okay. A review from, um, what is the name of this person? Hattius PL. Their, their, uh, their user avatar is a picture of a Yu-Gi-Oh. So that's pretty cool. Uh, a one half star review from Ali Stoth. Quite frankly, this was horrendous. Uh, blank name of character. Was probably chilling in 1995, but he comes off as a sniveling 4chan user. If a moderately informed 14-year-old Twitter user could debate you into the ground, you're not an ideologically compelling villain. If he had been shoved into a couple more lockers as a kid, maybe I could have avoided wasting my time watching this. Okay. And then third review, reviewed by Yazoo. Also one half star. Honestly, I believe this is the lamest movie ever made. Would be better if there would, if this is also horribly misspelled. I'm going to do my best to read it as written. Would be better if there would dinos and Nolan directed it. The two detective dudes are pussies. And if I was there, I would catch the criminal easy. Best part was when the dude jacked off. So relatable, 100% emoji. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. The first one is Memories of Murder. The second one is Seven. And the third one is The Silence of the Lambs. Locking it in? Locking it in. You did not get Memories of Murder correct, but you were right about the middle one being Seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that is Seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, John Doe now comes off. It was probably chilling in 1995, but he comes off as a sibling 4chan user. Accurate. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, um, totally. I mean, not that's the, why Not I'd... the way I put it exactly, but you know um so was the third one then memories of murder yeah the third one was, was memories the, of murder was the first one parasite first point one was parasite yeah. damn it i damn know it. That's, that's what i that's... thought but then you got to the you got to the part where the the where you said the guy jacked off I was like oh that's gotta be silence of the lambs right yeah, yeah 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 i was hoping to pull you off by that that's what the the seven was it was either gonna be that i was thinking i thought weirdly the movies that this movie was like highly inspired by it was like you know, I, I think seven was on the list, but the big one was uh, um, from hell. 
the oh, yeah. the adaptation of the yeah of the Alan Moore comic, which is a really weird movie to take inspiration from. So I almost did that, but I'm like, there's no way that anybody would ever guess a review uh, of the movie from hell. So no. was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, good job. You got this fucking close to getting it. You do get. I don't know. How do we score this? Like, you get a. I don't know. I get. A half a point bonus point i don't a know bonus point i will that's, figure it out that's for Corey to do i trust yeah. him at the end of the season yeah he'll figure it out um all right you ready to watch memories of murder i am so ready it's a good fucking movie all right let's go We're back. Yes. From South Korea. Rural South Korea. Yes. yes. Wow. wow. What a what a movie. What a fucking film. Um I okay, before we start, say at the top. Um I mean content warning, very explicit, a lot of yeah, lot of violence. Rough, yeah, uh, violence, sexual, sexual violence, assault, yeah. Um police brutality. A lot of yeah. rough stuff. Um, and then on top of that, I'd also like to, warning, I'm going to mispronounce some names this week. And I apologize for that. I just want to put that out at the, at the front. Sure. Just blanket apologies for mispronunciation because it's going to happen. Uh, that being said, Caroline. Yes. What'd you think? Um, wow. What a fucking compelling movie. What a fucking masterpiece of a film. Um, I don't even know where to start with this beyond just saying that i mean what a what a movie that says so fucking much mm-hmm. like it's so small in yeah. its cast mm-hmm. and in like the grand scheme of things it's like it kind of takes place three locations one of which being a big old field yeah it's a great and, field Little yeah field. great field and they say so much and i am just like mesmerized by this thing like i really really enjoyed well i mean enjoyed this and you know maybe maybe not the best choice of words but you get it like i was very 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 uh very enthralled with this film i'll say i think the magic of this movie and we'll we'll certainly get into it but it is it's a thing about bong joon ho's style in particular that i think got a lot of discussion post parasite which is that like the man is a master of tonal control and his films really parasite especially but this film too defies genre in a lot of ways to the point where like i would say a lot of this film is highly enjoyable i think kind of the trick of it is that it operates as a very brutal murder mystery it operates as a very odd satire of policing in south korea but it also kind of comes together as a very enjoyable like you know a very enjoyable popcorn film in a lot of ways too yeah 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 like in the in almost in the way that like i mean clearly this thing is inspired in a lot of ways by like by fincher by seven by the ways Mm -hmm. that like that does work as a blockbuster movie so too does uh memories of murder yeah um but yeah i mean i think it's i think a lot of this movie is highly enjoyable yeah no, I, yeah, I, exactly. And I mean, like, I was so stunned um, when I was watching this to, like, just remember that this film is 2003 mm-hmm. because I was just like, oh my God, like, this is Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Like, this film is, like, such, mm-hmm. is, like, is, I was like, this film is, like, 
you know, taking so much inspiration from Zodiac. And I'm like, holy shit, no, it's not, this film came out four years before mm-hmm. Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac well is, like, this is Zodiac before that movie even is in production, which is, yeah. like, incredible to watch. And I mean, like, I think it's, you know, got, got mm-hmm. very, very, very similar themes, like, when it just comes to, like, obviously just, like, policing and, like, why why do police officers and the system and the state work the way that they do? And like, mm-hmm. what is their actual, like, you know, motive and all of this? And like, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's incredible, but yeah, I think you're right. Like it does defy genre in a lot of ways. And in terms of what comes from it, I mean, in America, obviously you do have Zodiac being a really clear successor to this film. I also feel like in terms of its landscape, the way that it shoots, particularly the murders like have y'all seen the first season of true detective yeah yeah it feels very the first season of true detective feels very memories of of murder um i'll say my experience rewatching this film i had not seen it since i watched it either right before or right after parasite came out i don't remember Mm -hmm. like in 2019 um and i i mean then i was like all right this is cool this is interesting this is whatever I don't know if I didn't watch it, give it kind of enough time to breathe or whatever, but really sitting down, like, with my Criterion Blu-ray and, like, watching it last night for the first time in, like, you know, whatever, three and a half years, I was like, fuck, this thing is a masterpiece. Like, I, yeah. I am I am fully engaged in this thing so vitally. Um, and I, I mean, God, I mean, this is going to be the second week in a row that I'm going to make this comparison, but, like, I am so highly impressed that the murders can be so grisly, and yet the things that are, like, capital J jokes are so fucking silly and so goofy and so, like, Mel Brooks-esque. It's weirdly kind of similar to my argument about Pelham last week where I'm just like, this operates really well as a thriller, but also there's some stuff that is, like, verging on, you know, just, like, full-on comedy. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Like, yeah. like, what like what are you thinking? Um, every time... <laughs> Every time, what is it here? I gotta make sure I get the name of the detective right. Um, Kuhi, every time uh, Sergeant Kuhi um, jumps in the air and does a fucking drop kick on a guy. Um, <laughs> yes. It's, it's really any time, like half of the fights in this movie are comedic fucking fights. They're like, they're they're zany. They're a little, a little exaggerated, a little ridiculous. Anytime there's a drop kick, weirdly... There are these jokes surrounding. And this is this is why I want to do the the content warning up top because you got to talk about it. Some of the torture scenes in this movie are funny, are like straight up jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. like the I always I think it's the funniest. I think the thing that made me laugh the most in the movie, and it's so fucking dark, which I think is the you know the the, the genius of this film and the genius of Bong Joon Ho's like tonal control as a screenwriter and a director. Like you get that. Um, uh, when they bring in the second suspect and then you get that one clip of they're about to uh, edit to a new scene and you just get um, Song Kang-ho looking through the window in the interrogation room and you see you see the other sergeant putting the the little protective covering on his boot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny. It's like, yeah. it's, it's the yeah. rhythm of it is a joke, but like, it is very dark that the joke is, oh yes, he, this police is about to torture an innocent man. Yeah, and then he carries around, he carries <laughs> around the evidence tamperer to, oh to like, God. yeah, to make sure that there's mm-hmm. there's no trace. And that's just something he has in his pocket. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, it is very, very darkly funny in a lot of, in a lot of those ways. Like, the scenes when they are rehearsing, mm-hmm. um, when they're rehearsing the confessions. Yeah. Um, 
like especially the second time because like the first confession you get you don't know it's rehearsed yeah and it's it's pretty fucked up that yeah. that first confession is pretty pretty real yeah yeah and that one is like very you know uh it's i mean we, we can talk about that scene in a moment but like it's you know it's very like you're watching it as the audience and you're like is this person just like is this person like crazy? Is this person like mentally unwell? Mm-hmm. Like, like how does he know all of this stuff? Cause you're like, like it's minute 15 of this movie. There's no yeah. way that like this is the guy, but like, you're like, what is going on? And then when it's revealed, like, well, he rehearsed that yeah. in interrogation. Yeah. Like that's very, very serious and grim and mm-hmm. dark. But then when they cut to it later and he's got a new suspect mm-hmm. and he's like walking him through and he's like, and then I choked her with, where he's waving his hands yeah. and he's like and then I choked her with her panties and he like he covers the he covers the recording device like this. he's yeah. like holding, hold, <laughs> holding his chest up to like show him that no 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 it was the bra you know yeah. yeah it is very 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 like sickly funny yeah yeah um, yes but like but again to come back to it like there is never a sacrifice they never sacrifice the vitality or the seriousness or the the dread or the horror of the murders and the murder mystery for the sake of humor. Like, I think, too, you have the dual-sided coin of, like, okay, well, the first time he comes in and he starts beating a suspect, that's immediately you're just like, okay, this is fucked up. Like, why is he doing this? Yeah. They have the whole conversation about how he's protecting his shoes, and he puts the silly little shoe protectors over his boots, and it's like, it's pretty fucking funny. You get the reminder of every time, you know, you see the, every time he puts the protectors on, you know that that's about to be a thing. And then, like... When he has to have his leg amputated, and then you never see that character in a movie, you just get that one clip of Song Kang-ho looking at the boots, and only one of them has the little protector on it. Yeah. And it's just this visual reminder of, oh yeah, he had to have his, cu- his leg cut off. It's like, you're, you're once again, you're back to like, oh, this is legitimately emotionally affecting. Yeah. Like this, yeah, this is, that, that time it was not played for a joke, it was just a reminder of a thing that you had before. And... Yeah, this this movie is like so all encompassing in its tone in that way, and it's it's so it's so freaking impressive. It's so compelling. Um, do we just want to talk through the plot a little bit? And go yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so because I mean th- this this film is very okay. very plot dense. Yes, yes. Um, so it takes place in 1986. This is based. You know, this is based on a real case. Is it? This is based on South Korea's first confirmed series of serial murders oh my gosh okay see i had looked it up briefly and i saw that it was based on a play Mm -hmm. but i did not realize that that play was it's based on on a real case which uh, looking into it like just in 2019 they think they finally caught the guy but he was like already in a prison in busan for rape so they can't like and it's beyond the statute of limitations they just now think they know the guy who, who did it um but yeah, based on a real case in October 86, um, oh, wow. they find a woman who's raped and, and murdered uh, in a sewer outside of a rice paddy. Um, and my man, Song Kang-ho, playing uh, Detective Park Duman, um, comes to it, investigates the case, and immediately this sets into the, t- into the town. The police chief is concerned with, the, with reporters, you know, assailing the police on all side. Mm-hmm. And you just... The opening is very, very serious and very grim and very dark and, and befitting of, like, a American, you know, it, there's this long history of American detective dramas that it is in the mold of. And really quickly, like, within the first 15 minutes, you start to get the sense that uh, none of these people know what they're fucking doing. Like, n- there is yeah. not any, there is, like, no, 
There is like no, I mean, and it's in the the second time they return to the patty and Song Kang-ho is yelling at the cops, like, no, put up a, you know, put up a fucking barrier, you know, let's do, you know, uh, surround the evidence, like start collecting things when they find the second woman. And it's, it, it's this other great thing about this movie where like a lot of the times the characters are doing things, particularly Song Kang-ho, where it's, I mean, he says it later in the movie, but you get the sense you're like, are you, you don't really know what you're doing either. Are you only telling the other cops to do these things because it's stuff that you've seen in movies before? Like, you know, you've never had it. You living in this small town in South Korea, you've never had to deal with this. Again, this is South Korea's first confirmed series of serial murders. You've never had to deal with this before. Right. Are you just operating off of, you know, a vague sense of cultural understanding of what this should look like? Which is the meta text of a lot of the film is... You know, again, as I've said, this thing works as a really serious uh, detective detective drama, but also is satirizing the idea of a serious detective drama. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, and it just gets into, like, I mean, it gets into so many of those, like, I mean, difficult fucking questions mm-hmm. about just, like, about, like, policing in general. Because, like, you think about, like, you know, I mean, you think about one of the biggest critiques of policing and like particularly like in america but i do feel like across the globe like the american police system has unfortunately you know uh influenced a lot of uh a lot of communities around the world but it is just that thing of like well like communities should be policing themselves and like communities should be like you know like Mm -hmm. if we have to have cops which like spoiler alert we don't but like if we have to they should be like local and from the community themselves but then something like this happens and they're like wholly ill-equipped to deal with it. And then yeah. it just becomes that thing um, of like, what does this guy even want to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And there is that sense, you know, there is a sense that like, it, I, like you know, like um, it doesn't feel, um, you know, it doesn't feel like Detective Park, like uh, Song Kang Ho's character. Like it doesn't feel like he is, is like, consciously on an ego trip of mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna like solve this case because i'm cool and i'm badass and whatnot but it does it does have that feeling of just like what you see so frequently of just like we just want this over and done with mm-hmm. like we need to put a name like doesn't matter like we'll get a confession like i just fucking know like i know a murderer when i see one and he, then, like, yeah there's... i was about to say he has the conversation the really important i think to the later themes of this movie the conversation about how he just knows he just knows i just i have my eye trick i just look him dead in the eyes and i know yeah yeah and which is bullshit which is bullshit and like the way i love the way that that is introduced because it is the kind of thing that in a movie like this, there could almost be an expectation of, oh, maybe that's going to be an element of this film. Maybe it is, you know, you, you think of like a kind of heroic detective character. These archetypes usually do just kind of have a way of knowing things. Right, You know, yeah. and that's what is being, because it's that, that first scene as he's talking to the lieutenant and he, um, or the sergeant rather, and... You know, he he gives him the challenge. He's like, "Oh, you just know? Well, those two guys over there. One of the, you know, one of those guys. Uh, one of those guys is his girlfriend. Perk. One of them. One is of those the guys guy is him yeah, in. is yeah. is the is the woman's brother who brought him in. Which one is which? And you know, you just they stare the camera. You get the reverse shot of Song Kang Ho dead eyes, both of them. Reverse shot. You look at the two guys, and as an audience, you have the realization of. No fucking idea. They're both two young men. They both have some minor bruising. Makes sense that yeah, if they got into a fight, fight, like, yeah. they're both filling out the same set of paperwork. They're just sitting there together. You cannot know by just looking. There's no clear course, evidence yeah. as to what's going on. And then 
you don't, they don't even let him make the guess. It just cuts to the next scene with his girlfriend. It just goes, you know? Yeah. And and then, it's very important, I'm skipping ahead quite a bit, but then the he keeps mentioning the eye trick. He keeps talking about how he just knows. Every time he talks about how he just knows something, it's proven to be that's, like, so clearly not actually what's going on here. Yes. And then the movie ending with, he looks the audience dead in the fucking eyes because he's trying to find it, but now we know that he never will. Like, this this murderer is gone. Like, they have lost him. Even if he was, we don't know if he was, um, what's the name of the final suspect? Like, that's never confirmed. Yeah. It, it's still an open question as to whether or not it was that guy. And even if it was, that guy's gone and they're never going to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible. So, very soon, these murders, you know, they're filling up, the, you know, you get this sense of the, not only are the local papers obviously a buzz about these, these two murders, but... It has reached national news. They are being interviewed by, you know, reporters out of Seoul. And uh, Seo Taeyun, a detective from Seoul, comes in to assist them to help them catch the guy. Um, and immediately, it seems like this guy's kind of coming in from a different movie. This is actually like a way, this guy's actually like a real detective. He's being very serious about that. He has good ideas about uh, what leads they should track down. He's not like super. Uh, his one way of uh, um, interrogating interrogating people isn't to just violently torture them, like you yes. know. But at the same time, yeah. I think that like a, a smart thing that this film pulls off, which is something that the film is always grappling with, mm-hmm. is like they say, like, yeah, he's like a big city cop from Seoul. He was trained by like the American, like he was yeah. trained by the FBI, yeah. and it's just like. You know, like, I, I don't think this is a controversial opinion. I don't think that this is probably something, like, I don't think Bong Joon-ho is like, and you know what? That rules, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, the American influence on, like, on, like, the way, uh, like, governments and communities run around the world is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is that question of just, like, well, fuck. Like, I mean, you know, you're getting this outside interference that is coming in and just kind of, like, you know, like, this is a case that needs to be opened and shut. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, has nothing, like, nobody, like, he is not at all involved in, like, this community, has, knows nothing about it. It yeah. is just, like, like, here to open and close a case. And it's just, like, that is unsettling when mm-hmm. you get on the side of that. But at the same time, he is a better detective. And, is, yeah. and so, yeah. So I think that that's, like, very obviously very purposefully complicating Mm -hmm. like the question i don't think it really like arrives at like a thesis on that just like you know i mean the film really is like just like constantly asking these questions about like policing and violence and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and i don't think it really ever definitively answers any of them well and then once again just the the kind of payoff of the whole he was trained by the american fbi thing i think is the well we don't have the technology to run this semen sample so we need to send it to America to be tested. And we just have to, one, one. I, I think the the way that Bong keeps the tension up, despite the fact that, like, the main third act turn of the movie is like, well, we think we got the guy, but we can't know for sure until the paperwork gets back. Like, yeah. what we're doing is waiting. And still there is this just simmering tension because we think we've got him. We think we finally fucking got him. But once again, it's like as much as this guy's been trained by the Americans, now the methods they're using are, we got to clear it through America. And also, I will say maybe, I think this is probably something that a South Korean audience would pick up on. I'll say, as an American watching this movie, the thing that immediately hits my mind is, well, how fucking long is the rape kit backlog in America in 1986? Right. You know, like, how are they... I I don't really foresee, you know, 
that coming back, if it does come back, like how good is the investigation actually going to be? I mean, it's pretty known that forensic science can be really good, but oftentimes is not yeah. in America, even, you know, if you get the best conditions. And yeah, it's just so good. So um, more murders keep happening. Months pass. They're not catching the guy. They go after, you know, they, you have the first suspect of the, the mentally handicapped kid who then coming back later. Okay. Which, again, so horrific, so intense. The scene where they're eating in his dad's restaurant and he falls out of the door. And, and then the one, and then the sergeant is just giving them like, hey, I only beat you because I love you. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're all a big happy family here. I didn't really mean it, you know? And it's like, and he just kind of accepts it. They just keep having their meal. Like, it's, it's really funny. Like, it's really, the physical comedy of it works for me in a way. And it's, but it's, but it's also. But it's I very lead, disturbing. But it's really disturbing. And it leads into the larger message that is trying to be communicated. Um, the murders keep happening. They start putting together the whole, well, it's always, really, I mean, um, uh, Seo Taeyun really puts together the whole, well, what's the thing that's connecting all these women? He basically does the, like, really he's doing, to bring it back to Fincher, he's doing the mine hunter. He's starting to do the, like, okay, yeah, yeah, what's the, yeah. what's the yeah. you know, the American FBI back in 1956, uh, you know, they uh, did two seasons of a television show and they started to figure out how serial killers work, but they didn't get to season three. So I right. don't know. We can't really figure this out. Um, but, you know, he does the... Uh, okay, justice what's... for Holt McElhinney. God, what a good show. Um, but they... He starts to put together. He does the, like, okay, well, what's the thing that connects all these women? Well, they're all very beautiful. Okay. And, well, they're all women. Okay, yeah, and... And then he basically has to figure it out for me. He's like, they're all wearing red. It always happens on a rainy night. And it know, always these... happens on, like, this yes. one stretch of... Or we always find them. On this run stretch, yeah. despite the fact that they probably weren't killed there necessarily. Like it's, you know, there, but there's a, a place like there, you yeah. know, here's our, here's our radius. Here's the times when it's happening. A little later in the movie, he puts together the whole, every single time it happens, there's this one old song playing on the radio that's been requested by someone. So there's a connection there probably. Um, and there, there's the whole, I mean, the fucking, where they start to, it's re, I mean, it's so fucking funny. It's such a Bugs Bunny bit of the two, the two local detectives are going to go they're going back to the to the scene of the crime and he, uh, once again it's just song kang ho kind of talking a lot of shit about like well they always come back to the scene of the crime like you know we're you know i i know this i've watched enough movies to know that they always come back to the scene of the crime and then um you know detective seo comes comes in and they have to hide and they're like what is he doing why is he involved in this and it's just detective seo is just kind of like blowing off steam and thinking about things because he yeah. says later he's like yeah sometimes i just need to you know, I need to keep the pictures up. I need to have it in my mind. I need to be thinking about it. It's clearly just he went back to the scene of the crime to kind of think through stuff. Right. And then another guy starts coming in, so he has to hide. And so, they, <laughs> he, you know, they can both see the guy that's coming up, but only but only these two can see him. And it's like this whole, it's this whole bit. Um, and then the guy comes out, lays down the lingerie, starts masturbating. Once again, we're back into very serious, you know, uh, charged murder mystery territory. They go into a high-speed chase, which you have the elements of comedy of all three of them get out and start chasing, and they all look at each other and like, why are you two here? Why are you here? Like, you know, this recognition, but they're just like, fuck it, we gotta find this guy, you know? And very tense chase scene, really, really good chase scene. Um, they figured out, like, well, it's all within the radius of this one factory. There's, you know, that's probably has something to do with it. They chase him back. To the factory. And you have the one instance of Song Kang-ho's eyes 
seeing something real. But it's not. But it's really, really smart decision because it's not that he just knows something. It's that he sees a piece of evidence. He sees that he's that the guy's wearing the women's panties that they saw before. And that's how they catch him. And it's one, really good, tense, you know, detective mystery stuff. Uh, number two, just a little silly. And number three, it is the only time where he actually, the eye trick actually works, but it's not it working in the way that he says it does. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. And uh, they bring this guy in. I just love the depiction of this dude. I think the the out the whole thing that he is like because clearly it's one of those you watching the movie you're like, but oh, this is a very serious suspect. He went back to the scene of the crime, laid out some women's panties, and started masturbating. That is right. A, seems like a pretty clear, you know, clear thing. Um, again, we have another torture scene, which is you get the uh, him feeding him the lines. Very yeah. silly thing. But then immediately Detective Seo goes and starts talking to his family and all the community members. And the thing is that he is a very upstanding member of the community. His wife is sick. He takes care of her and dedicates his entire life to her. He goes to work. He goes to church. He's just like a very nice family man who's beloved in his community. The fact that they're keeping him inspires like a protest of the people from his church outside. And like... You just get the thing, you're like, no, this guy is a really good dude who just has a really specific fucked up fetish. Yeah. And he well, would, yeah. And I mean, it's a fucked up fetish, but it's also like, I mean, but like also the way that he says it is he's like, I live in a small house yeah. with my sick wife and my children. Yep. Like the yep. only, the only time yeah. I like, I can, I can masturbate uh -huh. is when I sneak off at work to do uh -huh. it. It's like, well, why are you doing it outside? It's like. Nice fresh air. It's nice. Like, no, know. usually no one's out there. Like you know, I get some privacy. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like yeah, it's like fucked up and weird. But it's like it's like if you think about it and you listen to the way he puts it, it's kind yeah. of like actually that's one of the most respectful things I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like I'm going to sneak off into a field where I could not possibly inconvenience mm -hmm. any living yeah. soul. Yeah, and I think it's really important that basically the audience we understand. Okay, this is not the guy who did it before. Right. Even Detective Co, because then he talks to the woman. He ends up putting together the the he has really soft hands thing. He finds the one survivor, mm -hmm. um, and then that's the thing that they're about to because they got his confession. They tortured it out of him, which that alone I think is one of the really obvious powerful messages about policing in this uh, in this in this movie is the mm -hmm. fact that just um, yeah you can torture anything out of someone so anyone no, will course, say anything yeah. if you torture them enough that is not a valid way of of getting information out of someone no correct. um because this guy's about he's confessed he's like i'm confessing i'm confessing i did it i killed her and he's like no you didn't no you didn't he's like yeah i did he's like you fucking didn't like you know i figured it out i put together your hands are rough man come on i put this together yeah and i mean it is just that thing of like like it's very clear that detective park like does want to find the murderer and mm -hmm. he is like disturbed by like what's mm -hmm. going on and like you don't get the sense that like you know you don't get the sense that he's like this horrible terrible crooked cop but it is just mm -hmm. that thing of like it is constantly calling into question like the motives of these people mm -hmm. because it's just like it's like the violence and whatnot is kind of so unfathomable that it's just like if I have a hunch about a person, it clearly has to be right. And then I just have to beat the confession out of them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it isn't like he's lazy and doesn't want to do it. It's just that like, he kind of can't, like is like ill-equipped or is completely unequipped to actually like, to actually like 
deal with this. Mm-hmm. And it is just calling into question the entire time of, like, what are the motives of any of these people to, like, actually, like, police like this? Mm-hmm. And just, like, policing in general. Like, what is the motive behind any of it? And it is just that, like, very depressing thing. Because it's, like, even, like, 20 years later, like, he's haunted by it. You know? Yeah. It's not like yeah. it's not like a thing where he um, is just like, oh, well, now I'm not a cop anymore. So it's not my job. Yeah. So, like, I don't give a shit. It's like he is haunted by it. And it's like he clearly wants mm-hmm. to like find the person but also at the same time it's that dual edged sword of like he's so desperate to find a person that like anyone will do yeah and yeah. it's like oh it's just so fucking sad well, and it's the way that it infects detective co by the mm-hmm. end it's that basically he thinks he's found the guy and it, it gets to the point where the horror is so great because now the murder is it's it's a little girl that he met that he talked to and got information out of mm-hmm. it's not it's not even a grown woman now it's a little fucking girl yeah and the killer is you know, the the way that the murder was done, the killer is clearly, um, like, messing with the cops. And and he just, he thinks it's this one guy. They have everything on him. They're pretty sure he's the guy. And so, but they just can't get, they, they're not going to torture the confession out of him. And they can't get the, you know, the, the results from America come back inconclusive, so they can't formally charge him. But at that point, the horror is so great that he's like, no, someone needs to fucking pay for this. And there's, yeah. uh, there, he's yeah. like, at, at that point, he's like, there's no fucking doubt in my mind. You're the guy. You're the only guy. Not necessarily that you're the guy that I can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt did it, but you're the only guy that makes sense. So it has to be you. And I think it also just, it speaks to the kind of human, the base human urge to, to get retribution for things. 100%. And if you build, and when you build a justice system around retribution... Surprise, surprise, that's what it starts looking like. Correct. You know? No, 100%. And, yeah. like, I mean, that kind of, uh, there's there's this thing that I want to talk about. And yeah. it's kind of already come up and it kind of hasn't. And mm-hmm. so I just, like, a thing that I kept noticing, and there's two big instances of it, is just, like, how, like, desensitized to a lot of this stuff, like, we are mm-hmm. in this world and also like how normalized so much of the stuff has been and also just like how like disturbing like disturbingly visceral so much of this stuff is there's these like at least two moments that i can think of and there's probably more yeah but there's the moment when it's like they are talking about the crimes in like really grisly detail mm-hmm. and then it like cuts to another scene of like one of the most human things you've ever seen. Yeah. And it's really disturbing. The two that I can think of is earlier when he's like looking at the two people, like mm-hmm. the the one who is like, well, one of those is like the rapist and one mm-hmm. of them is the guy who brought him in. Yeah. Which one is which? And he's staring at it and he's staring at it and he's staring at it. And then it cuts to him. His girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. In bed with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one too. That's later. I believe it's like right after they find... Um, like right after they've found like one of the bodies after clearing um after clearing the first guy um and it cuts to like the food just like frying yeah. on the on the pan yeah and it's so disturbing how it is just like these and it's like it's like nothing against the characters like it's not disturbing yeah. about the characters but it's just like it's just such a disturbing thing of just like these characters are such that they like deal with corpses and they mm-hmm. deal with these crimes all day and guess what they have to compartmentalize it and they yeah. can just like go about their fucking life yeah. they, but also they can't also they like, can't yeah they go to the the scene i love the scene when they're at the club and they're just just at this point they're they're all drunk and uh seo's eat, eating just eating fruit 
and Song Kang Ho is really fucking grilling about like, oh, you think you're some big city boy? You fucking come in here, think you can, see, you know, you know this town better than me, and they start fucking fighting. And meanwhile, the chief is just blacked the fuck out <laughs> behind them the entire time, which is like really funny, but also speaks to the thing you're saying is like, these, you gotta blow off this steam. Like it's, you know, I don't know. There, there's also, I think, this thing about detective fiction that, and, and a lot of cop shows too, that like is very powerful. I'm not like the first person to say this, but like the, the, the power of just doing a piece of media or a story around, well, there's a crime, we have to solve it, is just, it is such an instant shorthand because all movies fundamentally, we just want to watch somebody try and achieve a goal. Right, like right, the, right. The, Just the baseline thing is we want to watch a protagonist try and do something and whether or not they can do it is the dramatic question. Um, and when that goal is, there has been a murder, bring the person to justice. That is like the clearest, most visceral, like easy shorthand for you have a goal and you need to get it done. And it's very important <laughs> yeah. that you do. Um, such that really in a lot of detective shows, it's like, well, you know, and this gets into like, well, whether or not things are explicitly like copaganda or whatever, you, you know, moment, you know, story to story, you can kind of decide that. But like. You watch something like this, and a lot of times watching a movie like this, you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, I don't care if the cops break the rules, because they need to fucking get this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. this motherfucker's killing innocent women. You need to bring him in. Like, you know, what's the thing? And it is, I think, fundamentally the magic of this movie that you have that. Like, that is not gone. It's not that you don't support these guys and you don't want them to catch the guy, but you're constantly being reminded of just how horrible the methods they have to use and just how stupid they are in their investigative well, to, yes. like, get it done. But also, I mean, you say, like, I mean, I 99% I, I agree with what you're yeah. saying, but even, like, I, I even want to complicate it a little bit more yeah. and say that, like, it's one of those things where you say, like, the method they have to use. Oh, yeah, and sure, it's like, sure, and it's yeah. Like, no, it's no, like, no, they don't have they to. Are one, they, these are the methods they're choosing mm -hmm, to use. Yeah, sure. And two, they don't even fucking work. Yeah, no. So, like, no, that's the bad whole thing. It. Like, that's the whole thing, like, watching this movie, why, like, you're like, oh, there's a question of, like, what's copaganda and what isn't? And I mm -hmm. very much think that this film is not that because no, yeah. it is very much a film about, like, the horrible, desperate lengths, like, people will go to to try to find some facsimile of justice and guess what a lot of times it doesn't even fucking work yeah no. like a lot of times like one of the sick sad realities of the world we live in is like you can put all of these resources into this you can break every rule you want you can do everything as by or not by the book as you want to or as you feel like you have to and guess what none of those women are coming back nope. that guy's never going to jail for this yep and like and it's, like, the maddening quality yeah. of, like, what that does to people. And, like, yep. you sit there, like, I was watching this film, and, like, obviously the methods that they are using are, like, uh, <laughs> checks notes, bad. Bad. They're um, drop-kicking motherfuckers yeah, they in are, rice patties. Yeah, they are bad in that they are unethical, and they are yeah. bad in that they do not that work. work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it is just that thing of, like, you know, I mean, I think that's the difference between something like this and, like, something that is actually copaganda. Because the yeah. copaganda is, like, and then it was all worth it. Yeah. And this one is, like, they so desperately tried. And it's, like, it, like it tortured these people for months and years in, yeah. in, in, in the case of Song Kang-ho's character. And, like, and guess what? Nothing came out of it. Nothing. Nothing came out of Nothing. it. Gone in the dark. Yep. 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 It's the... It is the beauty, though, of, of it gets you so emotionally invested in the way that a, that one of these stories has to, that by the time Detective Seo's holding the gun against the guy and just shouting, like, no, some someone needs to pay. 
someone needs to, you know, this, like, I'm not, like, we've done this for too long. Too many people have died. Something needs to come of this. Yeah. You simultaneously are like, yeah, Song Kang-ho, good. Like, don't, you know, don't let him shoot it. Like, oh, fucking for once, you're going to stop somebody from doing an extrajudicial violence. Like, good yes. job. But, <laughs> Congratulations. But also, I, you know, watching the movie, part of you, I think, is very much on the side of like, yeah, fucking shoot him. He probably did it. He probably did. He probably did. He probably killed that little girl. And like, but you can never know. Yeah. It's, it, you cannot be sure. Yeah. You're just left with the open question. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm even less on the side of, like, he probably did it. Like, I am on mm. the side of just, like, there's no fucking way to know. There's no way to know. And, like, and, yeah. And it is that thing of just, like, you, as the viewer, like, are, mm. like, almost as desperate as the characters are for, like, some kind of finality. But, like, having watched the entire film and having seen how, like, fruitless so much of this endeavor has been like you're watching that scene and like at least i my experience was mm -hmm. i was just cannot shoot him yeah. cannot shoot. like it's yeah. like like i've i've seen every method that you've used and this mm -hmm. is the logical conclusion to where those yep. ends like the the ends of those means and i'm like it's just like i'm just like it's not gonna be like it, yeah. it will not bring you anything it's finality. not gonna make it's you not feel gonna, any better it's not yeah. gonna bring those girls back it's not gonna yeah and uh and yeah uh and so it's like it is that thing of just like when he does get away you like when he does like let him go and he like starts running away down the drain track he literally disappears into the dark yeah, yeah. like like yeah. uh you know you're you're happy for detective Seo's like humanity because mm -hmm. you're like oh my god thank god yeah like thank god like like he is broken but yeah. like that is like we've saved one thing and it's this guy's humanity yeah 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 but like at the same time it is just that thing of like it might have been. But also at the same time, like, you've had two other false confessions under duress. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's just like, that's like this guy's yeah. confession. And he even follows it up with, that's what you want to hear, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's all you want to hear. hear. Yeah, because he says, he's like, you did it, you did it. He's like, I did it. That's what you want to hear, right? Yeah. That's what you, you're going to, you've, you've tortured a confession out of uh, two other people off of, you've tortured a confession off of um, a mentally handicapped boy and a, uh, like, glowing member of his community who supports his sick wife. Um, and that's what you want, right? Is for me to say that I did it? Yeah. And, oh, God. And that performance is, one, the performance is really good. The way that Bong shoots that kid is really good. One, the the build-up to, oh, my God, wait, we figured out who sent the postcard, so that means we yes. figured out who did it. And the the him turning around and just his eyes staring straight at the camera chilling fucking so scary right well and he's got such just like a baby face a, just a, yeah and it makes and you get the like yeah, he's got soft hands he works in an office it makes he works in the it's it's a really good revelation of he works in the factory but he works in the office so yeah. he has you know but everything about the way that that scene is shot and their next interaction with him is the movie suggesting that he's the guy who did it? Is is this is the part in the movie where you've actually tracked down the killer? But they can't determine it. They're, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, well, we're God, we can be 80% sure, but we really just can't pin him on it. Right. Well, and I mean, it's like with the I mean with the other suspects too. It's like, it's like, oh, well, it's gotta be that kid who like followed the victim around. Yeah, town. it's gotta be. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and and no, like, it's not. And it's, it's like, not. hey, hey, uh, all those people listening. Don't follow random women around. Don't, town. no, that's weird. Don't do, don't that. do that. Zero out of ten. Don't shouldn't do, do it. Nope. Uh shouldn't do it. Having said that, it's like, you know, he was like a kid, like like, like a kid with a crush. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's like, you know, uh, yeah. not cool to follow women around town, but. Uh, Probably shouldn't be tortured for doing that. Yeah, like, yeah. but like not a, not a, not a violent crime that yeah, he had no. committed against her. Yeah. And then same thing too with the other guy is it's just like, it's just like, well, you're at the scene of the crime masturbating. It's like, 
well, I was out in the I, middle of a field mass. Yeah, I didn't sure. know that there was a crime yeah. here. I, and it's you like know. the same thing. The same thing with like with uh, the third guy is it's just that thing of like of just like. But you sent these postcards, and it's like, yeah, in the same way that every time it rains, mm-hmm. someone kills somebody. Yeah, every time it rains, I, I want to hear the song. Yeah, like I want to, I want to hear this song it's, when it rains. Yeah, it's 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 uh, you know causality and causation, not yeah, being the same thing. Exactly. And, and and again, it's a really good performance and a really good way of shooting because it's right on the edge of like. Fuck, we've gotten two false confessions. Is this just did they act, did they do it wrong or is this kid just fucking juking them? Like what's yeah. what is this? And you know, and it's 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 maddening. And I, I wanna think one of the little details I love is um because again, it's they have to send the semen sample away to America. So they're just waiting. They're just waiting for months and weeks for it to come back before they can really get an answer to this. And meanwhile, Detective Sao is following this kid around, is making sure he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And you get the scene of Sao's in his car and the kids eating in the diner. And then he walks out of the diner and the two women see him and, like, get out of the way. And you have the moment of, like, well, fuck, if this kid didn't do it, now all the papers know that he was in police custody. All the detectives are coming out to the journalists and saying, yeah, we think this kid raped and murdered women. And now his life is fucking over. Yeah. Unless they can't, unless they, if he didn't do it, unless they do absolutely find the guy who did... This dude's fucking blacklisted for the rest of his life. And that's pretty fucked up. Like, you know, and it's just sad. It's all just sad and haunting. The fucking ending. We got to talk about the ending real quickly in indefinite terms because so he gets away into the dark. He goes down the the tunnel. Uh, Cut forward to 2003, the year this film was released. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Song Kang-ho is no longer a young, hotshot, small-town detective. He Mm -hmm. is just a fucking dad that, um... Yeah, he works works just like a a kind of corporate sales job, goes around, sells, I don't know, what were they? Juicers? Juicers, Juicers, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yep. Just sells stuff, and... Oh, my gosh. Yep, and so he is in the car, and he says, pull over here. Mm Mm-hmm. He goes, and this is where the real, the, the, the film becomes memories of murder because yep. the entire time it's present tense of murder, yep, yep, but then yep. it does have the, the, the kind of the epilogue. Yeah. Mirrors the shot from the beginning of the movie of him looking in the, in the, in the gutter, yep. but now there's no body. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the little, a little girl confronts him and, and asks him, Hey, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing in there? And he's just like, ah, I'm just, just remembering something, just checking it, you know, just kind of wistfully being like, yeah, something. And, you know, you get the sense of, oh, well, this is never going to leave this guy. Like, this yeah. is always going to be this unsolved thing for him. And and then she's like, that's weird. Another guy came here a few days ago, and he looked in that hole, too. Ugh. You just what said it, that, and I just so, got chills. It's so yeah. fucked up. It gave me <laughs> chills saying it. And just ask, and, and then he just gets immediately ears perk up, and he goes, what did he say? He said, he remembered that he did something there once. Yeah. And he was just remembering it. And he's like, what did he look he like? Look- and she said, I don't know, just plain, just a guy. An ordinary man. Guy. Just an ordinary Which is like person. the most like, which is the most like true and haunting yeah. thing about this movie and also the most frustrating thing on the fucking planet. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's just like I mean, it's just it's that thing. It could be anybody. could be anyone. Just, just like some guy. Just some guy. Just some dude <sighs> who's who's doing it. Yeah, it's it activates and- the same horror center in my brain that, that John Carpenter's Halloween does. Where it really acts yeah. the just like fuck, he could just he could be anywhere, yeah, anywhere. It doesn't matter. You could just get you know. We think that there are these rules and there are these protections, and but no, 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 there just no. simply is not. Yeah, no. no, that's a great comparison. Some guy not. could walk up and knife you in the back at any time. Yeah, like, and yeah. it was like the same thing that like you brought you brought up Halloween. Like I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, just like, of just like the whole thing with that movie is it's just like is it's just like 
What's his motive? He's fucking evil. Yeah. Where did he come from? Down the road. Do we know? Like, what, like what, what, is there, what is there to learn? What is there mm-hmm. to gain from this? What is, there's like nothing. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing behind, there's yeah. nothing behind any of this. Other than yep. just like some people are uh, fucking evil. Yeah. And like, that sucks. Yeah. And it, you know, and then Song King Ho just like looks into the camera. Just looks into the camera. Holds, and like you, oh, it's a really good, it's a really good shot that they mm-hmm. hold for a good length because he gets that look of like, like a fear and determination and just he like looks into the lens Mm -hmm. and like part of you thinks part of you thinks for like 10 seconds yeah that like not 10 seconds because the shot doesn't last yeah yeah, there is that thing of just like is there gonna be another scene where he like has a renewed renewed vigor and like finds the last clue and nope it just cuts to Directed by Bong Joon-ho. Yep. You're like, God. You're like, fuck no. He's it. always, that's the thing. Our last image of this guy is him looking. And he's always going to be looking. Always. That's, yes. yeah. God. The, you know, the more I think about it, it does seem, this and True Detective season one do seem to be in an interesting dialogue, given that they have very similar structures of two detectives, one from in town, one from out of town, look for this serial killer for, you know, months and months. And then they can never find him. And then years later, he comes back, but, you know, True Detective has a different ending. It has kind of right. the opposite ending. Of, yeah. No, actually, this guy is a guy, and he's fucking evil. Like, yeah. he's, he's a real person. You can catch him. Like, I did say last night, and I think it's cursed, but I also think it's genius. I want to do... <laughs> I am about to give my opinion, and it's genius. And it's genius. <laughs> Just so you all know. Um, I think uh, genius is a big word, but no, you know, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I think I think there's a bit of mad mad genius to it. Where I think that there needs to, we need to do a double feature of this movie and Hot Fuzz. Yes, Go and because give your explanation. Uh, because they are both there. There are two movies that take place outside of America that are um, satirically and metatextually interacting with the way that American cop and detective fiction has like affected actual policing. They are about uh, one very capable. Uh, inspector from the big city who comes to a small town and deals with one like bumbling inspector to work on a case um, and you know they have very different you know and then they diverge but yeah there's plus. enough about them that are kind of weirdly similar that I think they would uh, and, and they're both they're both satires but they engage with satire in highly different ways you know yeah. uh, God, um, this movie looks fucking incredible yeah it looks amazing the, just the washed like I say you start watching it I think there comes a point where you're like Am I going to get bored of this, like, washed-out color palette? And the answer is no. No, no. it's always beautiful. He find, I, Really good. Uh, Bong does a really good job of finding, like, gradation of light and just whites and blacks. Like, things are really, you know, he, he doesn't use a lot of color. It's all really washed out, but just use it. You can almost set this movie in grayscale, and I think it would still work really well. No, 100%. I mean, he did that with Parasite, and, you know, it's he's got a good handle of that. Also, I mean, Bong Joon-ho, again, said a lot after Parasite. Man's ability to block a fucking scene. Yeah. That like long take the second time they go into the rice paddy and he's like pushing all the detectives off and it's the the camera goat like it's just that one dolly swing and it swings back and then back and then in it's fucking Spielberg shit. It's great. No, I know like yeah. exactly like so much of the intro, so much of the opening of this film and the big scenes of like corralling the corralling the community and the reporters mm-hmm. and like trying to get the small town cops trying to get a handle on something way bigger than them is so out of jaws. Yeah. Like it feels yep. so akin yep. to that like. We don't know what we're fucking doing, but we got to look like we're in control. Yeah, no, I I absolutely had that thought. That first scene when they're out at the patty about to do the reenactment. Yeah. Um, Because it's just like, I mean, it's the same fucking vibe of like, no, we solved it. We solved it. We swear yeah. to God, we solved yeah, we it. Did we did it. it. And then the, the one outsider guy just being like, 
you didn't fucking solve it. Mm-hmm. Don't like don't put it on display that you solved it. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very like this is gonna come back yeah, about you. It, it's very it's very Jaws in that way. Yep, yep. Except I'm instead at... of a shark, it's the um, darkness inside yeah, humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the evil that lives at the heart of everyone. Um, I'm looking at the. I have my Criterion Blu-ray out. This little bridge. Yeah, and the 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 booklet inside the image is uh, an artist's rendition of the shot of him. The shot from inside the tunnel at the end of the movie mm-hmm. of of Seo holding the gun to the kid's face, about to execute him before Song Kang-ho tackles it out of his hands. I want to show, again, it's like every so often you see a shot where you're like, ah, yes, this needs to be taught in film school 101. Like, look, it is an image. What does this image represent? It is these two people who have been made small by this giant protruding circle of darkness. They are both being, you know... Despite the fact that this is intensely important to them, they are being drowned out by everything that is around them, you know? Like, all all of the stuff happening around them is so much bigger and so much darker and so much weirdly less complex than what is happening between these two guys. It's just a big, dark, empty fucking space full of evil. Like, yeah, it's great. I love this movie. It's so fucking good. Yeah, um, this movie is incredible. Were you saying, do you think this might be your favorite bong now? Um, yes. Yeah. I... I don't have a definitive. I've never sat down and I've not seen all of mm-hmm. all of his work. Um, I've seen this, The Host, uh, Parasite, Okja, um, Snowpiercer. Uh, I've seen all the same ones then. I've just never seen yeah. um, Barking Dogs Never Bite Her Mother. Yeah. I've never seen. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think... I mean, this one, this one just like hit my brain in, yeah. in, in all the right yeah. ways. And... Yeah. Host and Oakja, I need to rewatch Oakja, I think. But Host and Oakja are two movies that I like a lot. And then this, now after this rewatch, this Snowpiercer Parasite are fucking... Yeah. Really A-tier, probably, I A-tier. probably, this and, this and Snowpiercer are probably my, my two. I maybe like both of those a little bit more than other Parasite. Yeah. Is yeah. Snowpiercer the one with Chris Evans on the train? Yes. yes. Great film that I love so much. Yes, um, I love that fucking movie. I watched that movie. That's one of those movies that I watched in high school and it it just destroyed my brain. Just like, I was like, oh my God, this is a thing a movie can do. Yeah, like, it's just like, it's like you watch it and it's like, all right, we're going to rearrange a lot of the ways you yeah, think. Yeah, we're going to like, we're going to officially re- rewire like some of your neural pathways. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like going to put some of the, like, we're going to take this, we're going to put this over here. This lives here yep, now. Yep. Like, yeah. Really all the Song Kang Ho movies, all the, all the Bong and Song conglomeration yeah. uh, is... All right. Um, well, anything else? No, no. I mean, I, th- I think that's I think that's memories of murder. The only thing I will say, and this has yeah. nothing to do with this movie, is um, if you try to look this movie up, apparently there is. I believe it's I believe it's a Japanese film. Memories um, of a murder. Yeah, memories uh, of a murderer. That like when you type this, when you start typing this into Google, it is desperate to try to get you to watch that film instead. <laughs> it sure is. And so I'm really glad that um, after we took the break. I I clarified. I was like, "Is this the 2017 film?" Yes, you didn't watch it. And you're just like, "No, it's from 2003." 2003, Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, good," because like Google is like horny for you to watch that movie. (laughs) Um, which like I don't know, maybe it's great. I don't know, but it's like very a very different. I kind of doubt it's better than this movie. Yeah, I I can't do kind of fucking rules. But I almost watched the wrong movie because Mm. I typed that in, and it was just like, "Here you go," and it's just like it's like memories of murders or mm. something and i think it's one of those things where it's like the title like fluctuates because of translation yeah like, yeah it's just like if you type in memory like between memories of a murderer memories of murders memories of 
murderers. It's like they all kind of, like these two films kind of, yeah, Google's really, really desperate for you to watch the other one. God. In terms of translation, I'm sorry, do you need to call it a fun thing? I don't know if you watch it like whatever, like the like an Amazon rip or something. Yeah, like, I watched yeah. it on the Google Play Store. Okay, so like I, watching the Criterion, I don't know if it's the same, but the scene at the end where, um, where he brings in the report from America and uh, it's, you know, you know, because he was trying to the FBI. It's the thing is like, well, Sayo can read English. Right. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Park cannot. Like, and so it's it shows the the English lettering, and, and it so, has the Korean. Yeah, it has. The, and suddenly yeah. the suddenly the subtitles change from English to Korean, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's I can, and it's me as English speaker can read the paper, <laughs> but I can't read the subtitles anymore. It was, yeah, very it was a weird weird little thing. I went, oh, oh yeah, 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 because it was a Korean audience can't necessarily read English, so they're you know yeah. Well, and completely, completely unrelated, but yeah. kind of related. That was like when we watched RRR mm-hmm. and like, you know, we just threw it on on Netflix and we didn't really super look into like the, like how you can only get the dubbed version. Yeah. And so whenever they were speaking in a language, in any other language other than English, we're just like, are, we're like, we're like, are there, is this dubbed in a different language? Like, are there lips not moving? But then it would cut to the scene of the English yeah. speakers and we're like... No, oh, no, that's no, that's correct. That's, okay, yeah. and it was like, yeah, and it's like swapping back and forth because mm-hmm. like the English, the English speakers are speaking a foreign language to all the audiences yeah, around yeah. the world except us. So they don't cut that out and they uh-huh. subtitle it. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. that was that was a weird disorienting experience. It took us like forty five minutes to figure out what yes, the fuck was happening. Yes. Uh, but um, you know what? Didn't decrease my enjoyment of that movie. No, that uh, movie one little rules. bit. You know, hey, in the words of uh, my fucking man Bong Joon Ho, uh, if you can. Uh, what did what did he say? Leap the one inch barrier. The one inch barrier. Yeah, the one inch barrier. Yeah, a world of cinema awaits you. Yeah, yeah, um, which is uh, very true. Fucking what a cool guy. Another thing too, like you think about this, this taking place in like late eighties, early nineties, like the fucking. I'm sorry. One more thing I got to talk about that I think is both so. It's perfectly right in the middle of like fuck that's so funny and like fuck that's so sad of the. They're trying to catch the guy because the rain's happening. The song's playing. They're like, fuck, we can catch him. We can catch him. Did you call reinforcements from the town? And it's like, well, the ministry wanted them all to go, like, suppress a protest. So they can't. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, which is perfect. And also, like, yeah, no, those are the protests that, like, Bong Joon-ho would have been at when he was in college. Like, yeah, so maybe he's not a fan of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, that, I, think that's, I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't seem, I'll say given, I you know. Hearing him talk a decent amount and watching, like, almost all of his movies doesn't seem like a guy who's uh, really into uh, uh, state extrajudicial violence. Yeah, no, I that. would I would go so far to say yeah, that, yeah, seems... he's mostly against the, uh, those, those things. I would, I would say so. I'd Maybe even so. entirely against those things. I, you know, I'd say so. Probably very nearly. Um, all right, well, fantastic. Corey, would you like to... Tell the fine folks at home yes. where they can find this podcast. I would love to. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Pod. Very special thank you to our newest patrons. Uh, if you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. And I believe either by the time you are hearing this... Mm-hmm the final episode in our Legacy sequel series will either have just dropped or will yeah. drop basically in 24 hours from now. <laughs> yes. We recorded it last night. It's a banger. Yeah, I think banger. so. It's a banger. We went full unhinged for yeah. a fully unhinged film and we were all in the same space, which doesn't happen frequently. No, which no. Is, which no. is always, always yeah. nice. Uh-huh. And we were just like, 
I mean, we've got to rewatch The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. We've got to record an episode on it. Why not? Why not just make it Why a commentary? Two birds, yeah, one stone. Yeah. Commentary. And yeah. we did. And honestly, I think it's so much better yeah. uh, than if we would have watched it and tried to remember all of our thoughts. Because yeah. hearing us discuss that film in real time. You're getting the live reactions of every 15 minutes, me just being like, ah, that's cool. Fuck it, that's stupid. Why yeah. would you, ah. Why would you, that's a cool thing. Why would you do a stupid thing right after it? Yeah, so uh, if, if you are listening to this, I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend going and checking out um, all of our Patreon content, but yes. specifically that. Yeah. Um, We've got to have probably close to 100 hours of content on there at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did 50 hours of just Twilight, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Straight Twilight Honestly, posting. kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Carson. Next week. Yes, next week. we. So we've done... Films that are, you know, crime and crime adjacent mm. for the last three weeks. Um, are you ready to not do that anymore? I would like to, yes. <laughs> because next week we are talking about a film that uh, is somehow now 11 years old, almost 11 years old. Disgusting. And mm. I don't know how that is because I still very vividly remember going to see this when it came oh, out. My mm-hmm. back, I threw my back out when oh, you said Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, how was I an adult 11 years ago? <laughs> I literally, midway through recording this, was like, oh, I didn't take my antacid tablet this morning. <laughs> like, I, literally, I was like, mm, I can feel it. I gotta go do that. Like, yeah. We will be doing the 2012 release, mm. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Which you have not seen. I, I have I have not seen that movie yet. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. And we will uh, we'll see you next week when we talk The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Bye.